So yeah, Zoom likes to make like a million updates every week. I don't understand. Like, uh, nobody cares that much. And for people who use it frequently, like us, you go to find a button and it's not just it's missing. It's not there. Yeah. Or you go to turn it on and it says updates installing. And then you have to wait like 10 minutes to log on. On my phone and on my computer. <laughs> and it updated on my computer because one time I couldn't even use the, the Zoom. I'm like, what the? Because I know I got a PC. My personal is a PC, but I got a Mac for my job. And, you know, it don't do crazy shit like in my fucking computer. And even my phone be doing that crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. American technology kind of sucks. I'm sorry. I feel like we're years behind <laughs> other countries and makes our lives just like fucking annoying. Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shante. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically She. This is season three. Can you believe that shit? Um, episode two. So this is, I think, episode 43. Yep. Yes. Okay. So welcome back, um, listeners. Welcome new listeners. And we have some great topics, I'm sure, uh, to talk about today. Oh, Lord, it has been a week. I don't know how it's been for you all. And to the listeners, we're recording this on Wednesday. So it's literally only midweek and I have already fucking had it. I've had it. <laughs> like I am done. Hey, D. Hey, D. <laughs> was, Sarah's popping daughter in, popped in. She's <laughs> popping in. She wanted to say hi before she gets in the bath. That's right. It's bath time. Like See you after the bath. that's so funny that's right it is so weird to be like on a literal different time than you all so you guys are like winding down like bath time dinner time and me I'm like I just got home from work like my head is still fucking spinning I'm just like getting emails from parents finals week is next week which uh, I've yeah I'm tired. I've, I've had it. I'm You're so, like a bitch is tired. A bitch is tired. Duh. So how was your week, everyone? I am currently under day nine of the assault from my perimenopausal uterus. Oh, that yeah. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's been a real fucking bitch, man. She's being a cunt. She's being a cunt. <laughs> yeah a little cunty little bitch yeah so I, I I actually went in what three or four weeks ago to have an IUD inserted um to make my period stop because I do not want to go through the next 10 to 15 years of this bullshit and wow. um they did they like a long time yeah men perimenopause can last like 10 to 15 years before you're actually Fuck that. menopausal 
Yeah. So I was like, I'm I rebuke this, this in the name of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Compels you. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I'm waiting for this IUD to uh, reach its full usage or whatever. So these oh, damn period God. stuff. Cause so basically right now your IUD is like charging. It's about to get activated. <laughs> And then those, those laser, those laser beams will start working and, you know. Yeah. 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 So that's where I am. This so week. Sarah comes into her superpowers in roughly seven to 10 more days. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it can take up to six months. It can take up to six months to completely stop periods. That has, not been my, that has not been my experience in the past. I've had IUDs twice before and within a month or two, my periods were gone. But since... <gasps> Since a bitch is perimenopausal, I don't know if that's going to be the same case. I don't know if it's going to take oh, the six gosh. months, if it's going to not stop them completely like they did before. So we're waiting to see what the fuck my uterus is going to do. Fingers and fallopian tubes crossed. Mm. <laughs> Shante, how was your week? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm literally, I'm, I'm tired. I, um, I worked. I work from home. It's been cold. Um... I went to the dentist. I got a cleaning after two years, two and a half years. That's what my person said. You know, like, she said, oh, you got your extractions? I was like, yeah, I got to go back on the 31st so they can, like, do their checkup. I am taking care of my oral health because when you don't take care of your health, it will. I'm one of them. I had to get six extractions, and I'm only 37. But then again, I, I feel like. There's people that's younger than me that got way fucked up teeth. So when I say yeah. I have bad teeth, I was just like, not really. I have nah, yo. bad I've teeth. I've seen some rotten ass teeth and y'all, yours ain't it. No, no. <laughs> I've been brushing no. with gum dioxide. Crust gum dioxide is good and act mouthwash for anybody. Mac, act, act. Yeah, mouthwash. The blue bottle or mm-hmm. the green bottle. Mm-hmm. Not the one with the little small thing, but the, the those are the best ones. And they got the kid mm. ones. The kid ones are not bad either. Yeah, the kid ones um, are the ones that squirt up into that little cup at the top. Yeah. The kids ones do that. Yeah, and, and it's really good because it's the number one recommended mouthwash. It's just the best one. Oh. Well, there so, you go. Free advertising. Hit us up. Act mouthwash. <laughs> Become a sponsor. <laughs> yes, and, and get some samples because some people need something because that shit is almost nine dollars. But God thank God for coupons. Mm. You know I'm a couponer. Elian, <laughs> mm-hmm. you should know I'm a big ass. Every time when you see me, I come with a bag. You're like, what did you get this time? Because <laughs> I was like, they had a sale. <laughs> I think you saw me. I think I was at. I was coming from the nail salon and I went to Victoria's Secret a lot early. I think the, when you saw me, <laughs> the first time when you saw me in person, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I. I understand because I keep hearing from Myron, like, what the fuck did you order? It like packages come like every day. <laughs> He's like, there's another package. I just sorry. I, I was just I bragging. Means- I was just bragging to Mike because Shantae's talking about coupons and sales. I was bragging to Mike mm-hmm. because I went through to where I normally order my nails from and I had almost a hundred dollars worth of nails that I was gonna be ordering. Right. And because of all my past ordering, I had all these points saved up and I got like $30. I paid $30 for like $100 worth Oh, of hell yeah. Look See? at that. That's 70% off. I love oh, it. I learned from my mama how to coupon because y'all know if 
the listeners don't know, my mm -hmm. mom worked in fashion retail for 48 years before she retired. And um, every time I remember as a kid, we will like go places like downtown because my mom did not like to go shopping on 125th Street unless it's Woolworth when Woolworth was there back <laughs> at the time. Show how old I am, right? <laughs> and then so my mom will go to Century 21. She will go to 34th Street. If you're from New York, you remember Conway. If you're from New Jersey, Conway was the place to go to get certain oh things. Gosh. She will go to New York and well, she worked for New York and Company, and then she used to work for J.C. Penney back in the day, their corporate office. So she will always go there. She will always go to Main sees you know my mom went to like every store like that's how I learned about shopping and shopping in the clearance section and shopping at the best times on sale like and mm -hmm. still to this day I've been shopping like this for 20 almost 20 no over 20 years shit like I've been shopping like this since I was like 15 16 when I used to go to all them outlet trips that my mom used to orchestrate in Pennsylvania and New Jersey yes I was on them shopping trips. I'm like I got my boots for the year I got my Timberlands for $50 <laughs> do you know so if you're from the New York area you know you always go to New Jersey to do your clothes shopping like your back to school shopping because Jersey doesn't have taxes on clothing no tax and Pennsylvania too those outlets in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. oh my mm -hmm. god that's why I'm just like Sarah get because I'm like I, when you order them there I'm like them shits is expensive yeah it adds up it, it definitely adds up like I, I try to you know keep my nails done every couple of weeks and that, that shit is like a hundred dollars every fucking time I'm, I'm just how ah. they do your, how they do the nails out there because I, I know you you particular <laughs> it took me a little while to find a person I like I'll just say you that. like all that kind of shit on your nails. You like my sister with that shit. I know. I've been a little more plain Jane with it because like I said, I haven't found like the nail tech of my dreams, but we're going to save some of that conversation for our post-production. So if you guys want to hear more about um, nail tips and tricks, please sign up to Patreon and, what, and whatever can... else pops into our brain. Yeah. Well, cause <laughs> it's always a lot, like a lot. Um, so I'm going to uh, ask you guys a burning question. Things that really just make the world go round. Things that we need to know. So what I want to know from the both of you today is what is the weirdest thing you've ever done in public? <laughs> You're going to make me think. I had conversations with myself in public. And people caught that shit. <laughs> I love it. Did you, wait, did you like ask yourself a question and then answer it? <laughs> no, I just had a whole ass conversation with myself. I love it. I love it. I'm strange. I, I have strange ways. Listen, sometimes talking to yourself is really, uh, it's helpful. Like you kind of like go It's better than talking to some people because some people <laughs> want to punch it in their face, but you know. You know yeah. Sarah's thinking a lot over here. Like, I have a feeling she did some shit in public that she don't want to tell. <laughs> Sarah got a pass, yo. If Sarah no. has a memoir, I'm buying that shit. Auto book. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've done in public. You can't say it in this house. I know you can't say it in oh, the I house. Can. Okay. I can. I can. Okay. okay. She said, um, I can and I will. <laughs> I, I was living back home in San Francisco. And I went to the exotic erotic ball oh, at hey. the Cow Palace, and it was lovely. And they had DJs, and they had all kinds of stuff. They had piercing booths, tattoo booths. They had 
they had police there on duty and they just kind of looked the other way while people were passing around E, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, cause I don't like, I don't like being under the influence like that. Mm. So anyway, um, one of my friends had invited me to go with this big group of friends and I didn't know exactly how insane it was going to be it turned out to be like this huge bdsm oh hey and i'm thinking oh i'm like i'm like i'm like 20 21 maybe and i'm like okay i'm gonna wear my silk pajamas and i'm gonna wear my lacy bra underneath and i'm gonna leave the shirt open i'm gonna put glitter on because everything back in the late 90s early 2000s was glitter on the glitter baby Mm -hmm. so i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna get all dolled up and i go and this guy dressed in a Tarzan outfit came up to me and grabbed my boobs and squeezed. So, uh-uh. yeah. So one of my friends, one of the girls that I'd met that night, I'm not a friend, but an acquaintance, acquaintance she had dressed up as a, she had dressed up as a sex worker with a cat of nine tails. And so <laughs> I grabbed it and I smacked him across the face with it. Nice. So, I mean, that's the strangest thing because okay. it's, it was like the strangest it. situation I've been in. But the thing was, he dropped down to his knees and begged me to do it again. Oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, right there. I I like it. Her, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that's pretty much what I did. I was like, oh, my fucking God. And I turned around and I walked away. Oh, my God. But that's the weirdest Duh. thing. I That's the weirdest thing I've done in public. I love smack, it. Smack a man in the face with a cat of nine tails. My husband just walked in and he's looking at me like, what the fuck, sir? I have told you this story. (laughs) Sir. I have told you this story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's just walking by. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you for that story. That gave me a great visual. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. And so, (laughs) so listeners, um, if if you partake in libations, um, you'll want to, Pour this special drink um, and and sip with us. So, Sarah, can you tell us what your drink of the week is? It's really fun and interesting, and it's kind of going to start like a theme it for the is. next few weeks. So I'm, I'm excited. It is. Um, for those of you who follow me on social media, you know that I am a huge 49ers fan. <laughs> I love all San Francisco teams. And as we all know, it is playoff season. Oh, so, tonight, so this week's drink of the week, it's going to kick off. We're going to have a theme every week until the playoffs are over. Um, This week, we are having a 49ers themed drink of the week, and it is called the San Francisco Spritz. Um, And the, the team has a thing going with a specific brand of whiskey. I'm not going to say it, so, but you just use whatever kind of brand of whiskey. Two ounces of whiskey, two ounces of two ounces of Aperol, one ounce of lemon juice, um, a dash of simple syrup. Top it off with prosecco in a wine glass or in a scotch glass. Listen, this sounds refreshing as fuck. Over ice, and then garnish it with an orange slice, and it is. I love it. Delicious. I love it. I love it. I, I love this mixture of whiskey and Prosecco. Like, hello, where have you been all my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this week, you know. 
<laughs> this week is the 49ers. By the time this comes out on the air, I may have had a couple of more in celebration or I may be crying into one. We'll see. <laughs> we we'll shall see. Because <laughs> we've got Green Bay Saturday. So we'll see. It's gonna be a tough game, tough game. Um, so let's just get right into it. So, listeners, if you wanted to hit pause, go make your San Francisco spritz so that you can sip while you listen to our incredible conversations because I know we're going to have good ones this well we always do okay so if you haven't if you don't know now you know okay, okay so Shantae you- is going to moderate our <laughs> you you caught that right mm-hmm. she's gonna sh- uh moderate our shot and chaser segment all right this week. so for those who are just tuning in, I'm like, why the fuck y'all tuning in? Y'all need to listen. Go rewind that shit back wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, better, better late than never. Right. Exactly. So this is the segment where we talk about our topics. It's basically almost like the view. We have our topics or like the chew, whatever show y'all watch that's adjacent to the view. Um, talk about our topics, our hot topics of the week. So I don't even know who's first. But I'm assuming it's um it's I'm Elian. It is Elian. See, I don't even have my slack up. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't even have my slack up. So it's Elian. <laughs> it's the teacher. The teacher and is the mom. The teacher and the mom. <laughs> That's here. funny. So all right. This week I'm actually going to talk about some politics. We are yeah, we are entering election season and I'm just buckling up for what is sure to be a roller coaster ride of just loudness and stupidity. Because that's we know it's like the stupid loud voices drown out everybody else that makes sense. So <clears throat> I know that here on our show we're going to do our very best to cut through the bullshit and and give you the real give you just the facts facts on facts on facts okay <sighs> something really bugged me this week that i want to talk about so <clears throat> the republican party had their first um you know primary votes voting and you know the fucking former cheeto in chief <clears throat> Um, yeah, we show receipts up in here for show. We do. And I'm about to hit you with some receipts. So the former Cheeto in chief, uh, won about 50% of the vote. I believe it was in Iowa. Am I, am I correct? And yes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of to be expected. We, we already know that he's most likely going to be the, candidate for the Republican Party. And so we really need to brace ourselves as a Democratic Party and band together to counteract the bullshit. Right? I mean, I feel like we can all agree on that. Well, lo and behold, (laughs) one of our very own, and I say this very loosely, quote unquote, Democrats, decided to come up with some of his verbal vomit again this week and I thought that for the last few months he had actually turned a page and started supporting the administration but here we go back to his old bullshit I would like to read you a statement from 
quote unquote, our very own Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you thought we'd heard the last of his stupid ass. Mm -hmm. No, no. So this was the statement that he he tweeted right after that first Republican primary vote. He said, Donald Trump is the leading Republican candidate for president once again. Why? Because working class Americans are looking around and asking, who cares about us? If Democrats hope to win this November, they must stand with working people and fight for an aggressive, progressive agenda. Nothing less than the future of our democracy is at stake. You raggedy motherfucking bitch. I am so sick of... I'm sick of it. I thought we had heard the last of the phrase working class or working people. And and I'm going to tell you why that bothers me so much. We know, we know what Bernie Sanders means by working people. What he means is white people, white people who don't fall under the 1%, okay? So he thinks that that is our ticket to winning elections. As if he knows what the fuck winning elections is like, because he ain't won one. He ain't won no presidential elections. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, number one. Number two, if we as a party don't get it through our thick fucking skulls and spread the message that we know for a fact the base of the party is not working people, okay, as he means working people, it is black women. We need to remember that. And you know what bothers me about the phrase working people is that he seems to think that it doesn't include black women. Like what? They don't fucking work. Mm -hmm. The rest of us don't fucking work. Like just, just, uh white people are feeling aggrieved and we're not paying enough attention to them. So they're going to sit out and not vote. I am sick of the, if you don't excite me and, you know, talk directly about my personal issues, then I'm not going to vote. I am sick of that talk. And I, I I thought, I thought we were past this, but, but clearly we're not. And I would just like the listeners to remember who the fucking base of the Democratic Party is. And I would like the candidates to remember who the fuck the base of the Democratic Party is and stop fucking capitulating to whiny, progressive white people like enough let's just make that universal let's just stop catering to all those white people that define themselves as progressive as centrist as moderates let's stop chasing the white shiny object and as Mm -hmm. my mother always said my mother always said this and she's from the segregated south like she grew up in the jim crow era she told me, Shantae, these next couple elections since 2015 is going to, since President Obama is going to be about race. Since black people got the right to vote in 1965, my mom was a 12, almost 12 year old kid when that shit passed. My mother is seven, about to be 71. She's she seen all the people that had to write their name because they, they could not write their name. My mom told me they could not vote. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't even know how to write their name, so I had to mark an X. They will not, they will throw out their ballots right in front of them. So when Bernard Sanders, who is originally from Brooklyn, from near the Flatbush area. Acting like he's from Vermont, bitch. You're not from Vermont. From the Flatbush area because it was starting to be more black 
people in the motherfucking neighborhood, which right now, most of South Brooklyn has a lot of black people, especially Caribbean Americans who are black and who are not afraid of defining their African heritage. So fuck Bernard Sanders of South Brooklyn. Yeah, that, I mean, that was basically the gist of what I, I just want us to remember. Stop falling for that stupid phrase, working people. What the fuck do you think Democrats, who do you think we cater to? All of us in the umbrella that we consider democratic people, Demo Democrats, right? Mm -hmm. We're most of us, we work. So stop fucking saying that. That's, that is a dog whistle if I've ever heard one. And in 2024, I, I thought we were past this, but I guess we're not. And I don't care. I'm going to call it out where I see it. I don't care if he's quote unquote part of our party. We need to get our not shit in check and we need to get our messaging in fucking check. This is not a game. This is yeah. not a fucking game. This is not a drill. This is literally the, the balance of our, like our democracy hangs by a thread mm -hmm. it and hangs I mean, by a thread and the thing the thing with him throwing out that dog whistle mm -hmm. is because it's so fucking obvious yeah. he's like he's wanting he's wanting to focus on the so-called working class and everything else it's like black black people specifically have benefited hugely from student loan forgiveness. We're at the highest, we're at the highest employment rate, the low or the lowest unemployment rate ever for black people. You know, so these Biden policies that have passed are <clears throat> uplifting black people, the base of right. our party. He's making right. good on his promises. You know, I mean, no, he hasn't made every single promise. No president does. I mean, mm -hmm. But you're seeing an economic shift, you know, I mean, it's not, com it's not a complete shift, it's in progress, but we are starting to see real economic shift to Black families, to Black single people, Black women, you know, it's working. His policies right. are starting to work and right. that, it pisses these white progressives off. That's exactly it. And what I need him to do is if he's not going to uplift President Biden, who is going to be our next nominee, no matter what the fuck you motherfuckers say about it, he is going to be the next nominee. If he doesn't have words to uplift him and <clears throat> and support him, I'm going to need Bernie Sanders to just go sit in a corner and shut the fuck up. And have some milk and cookies on top of that. Please, Grandpa. Vete pa' Déjame paz. Thank you, Elian. <laughs> so next up, What's going on, 49ers? Ah, yeah, see, I'm wearing my 49ers shirt tonight, even. Ah, I'm going to be insufferable in this house all week. Possibly up until the Super Bowl. Anyway, um, carrying on the theme of the elections and politics, um, my topic has more to do with the media aspect of what's going on, what has been going on, what is happening now, and my thoughts on the bullshit with it. So it recently came out yesterday, I think, in news broke that the executive chairman of Sinclair Broadcast Media purchased the Baltimore Sun. 
He purchased it individually and not as part of Sinclair. But for anybody who has paid attention, you'll know where I'm going. If you haven't, listen up. Sinclair Media Group is a very conservative media group. They employed MAGA's Eric Bowling and the Nazi Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka is no longer there. Uh, but what they have done is they have made it a point. They buy, they own 294 local stations throughout the country from big cities to small rural cities in 89 different markets in this country. Okay, that's including in New York City, that's including in the capital region, that's including the bigger areas in San Francisco, that's including in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. They've now bought the Baltimore Sun in Maryland, liberal state. He, 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 made, he bought it on his own, not as part of the media conglomerate. Um, however, he did say that there could be partnerships between the two could be could be the problem with this we know it's going to happen we know that there are going to be partnerships there's no could be maybe about it there will be what the pro the problem with this is people tend to rely on their local news more than national news they consider them more trustworthy so now you have this conservative the sky is falling on conservatives on conservatism, it's the end of the world broadcasting group that's going to start sending these same messages into liberal spaces, into places like Baltimore, where they now own, where this guy now owns this paper. Okay, so in 2024, and where we can see on social media already that these supposed left-leaning, quote-unquote, progressives are buying into the same conservative talking points with the horseshoe theory. So now we're in this space where this guy is buying the Baltimore Sun and he's going to start spewing more of that nonsense into liberal spaces. Because, and people are going to eat it up because it's a quote unquote local trusted news source. So people in this election year, we are still dealing with misinformation, disinformation, outright lies, Look at who owns your local media, whether it's your news station, your papers, look at who owns it and consider the fucking source because they are going to absolutely use this paper to start fucking poisoning people's minds. You know, and at the Baltimore Sun, they are reputable. They have 16 Pulitzer Prizes. They employ more than 150 people. They publish seven other publications other than the Sun. And now this is all coming under conservative Sinclair Broadcast Corporation. So y'all, this is stay on top of it. It's fucking terrifying. Well, say bye-bye to those Pulitzer Prize. Thank them. <laughs> For real. You can kiss those goodbye. Eh? You're not getting any more. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's- Oh my God. It was founded in 1837 and is Baltimore's, it's the largest newspaper in Maryland. So look at that audience that 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 group is going to be able to reach out to now. That's fucking terrifying. Well, Holy shit. Well, Holy easily shit. check. Uh, 
I just, and you, you know, what worries me is the fact that so many people are going to fall for it because nobody is willing to do the homework on anything, you know, people like, and, and okay, I'll say <clears throat> American society is kind of built on this instant gratification where we just see a headline, but we don't click on the fucking article and read it, right? We don't look at who the author is. We don't look at, you know, what perspective they're speaking from. Nobody likes to take the extra steps. And so that's why misinformation and disinformation is so effective because we are all just like well that tiktok video said this and then just take that as as bible and mm -hmm. oh my god i swear the internet is the best invention of our lifetimes but also the most damaging thing that has ever happened to us all at the same time i i just i'm nervous because I'm already starting to see things on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. People who I thought were intelligent people who knew better, just sharing crazy shit without looking deeper into what it is that they're sharing with their friends and followers. I our global village is oh, fucked up. It is really fucked up. If you learn, if you are a comms person, and I took a comms class, they talk about your global village. Sarah knows what I'm talking about. Fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so please if you give a damn about our future our democracy our government please just don't take everything you see on social media or even now <laughs> your pulitzer prize winning newspaper as complete fact yep it's fucking crazy ay -ay -ay. thank you sarah Always coming in, and she had her paper. She was ready. She had and shit highlighted. <laughs> Such a fucking yo! I swear to God, it's almost kind of like I do. So in in a way, but then again, alien does the receipts. Do yep, had the receipts. And speaking <clears throat> of people that share and shit that's respected, I'm so glad alien you led me. So this was the talk, and everybody was like, Shanti, don't talk about this no more. No, Shanti lives in New York. Shanti is born and bred in New York. Shante ears to the street and hits the pavement. If those who don't know those words, yeah, my ears be on the pavement. You feel me? Leonard Larry McAlvey. Y'all know that Ooh, name? Boy, I sure do. Mm -hmm. If y'all don't know that name, look it up. He is on one of the top morning shows in in New York radio. Leonard made his appearance on the readout i have to take a, a recess on the readout i don't hate the host but now it's like i've been now you you want some shit maybe because you're talking to your motherfucking kids i don't know but you had that egghead ass motherfucker on your show with someone else i used to respect miss ra you've been on some shit lately too she really has with Tiffany Coral's been on some shit, and Andrew Gillum, you can't determine because he tried to play both sides. But anyhow, they got a podcast called The Native Land. My ears won't be motherfucking listening to that shit, and there's no disrespect to Angela and Tiff and, and Andrew, but I don't listen to anything with Leonard, Mc, Larry McAlvey's name on any motherfucking thing. 
I never watched his shit on Comedy Central. Let's let's take it back to 2006 when Wendy Williams was on the radio. I wasn't listening to that shit because I never liked him because he was always too motherfucking chatty and always arguing with some goddamn yeah. woman all the time. At like, least Wendy used to check his ass. Now he runs amok unchecked. Yes, and he be on some, some bitch ass... I can't even say the word. He be on some bitch ass shit, okay? He's always arguing with some fucking goddamn woman. His presence on MTV when I used to was never pleasant. So when he was on motherfucking New York radio, when I came back home from college, just two years later, I came back home from college. I graduated in 2008. I'm listening to the motherfucking race. Like, who the fuck is this? Where's Ed Lover? Where's Dr. Dre? Where's Lisa? Where's hell? Where's Starting Buckwell? Where's Tom Joyner? Where the fuck they are? And I'm listening to this. Yes, egghead ass motherfucker. I'm done. I, I have not listened to New York radio ever since. It's been over a decade, and I'm so glad. But this egghead ass motherfucker is going to say, um, the vice president disappeared with the administration. The administration has done anything. You know, I guess he's still mad because the president did say he shouldn't said it, but I mean, somebody had to say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Because I remember he said that shit four years ago. And that motherfucker is still salty as a motherfucker. He is salty as shit. And he should be salty. Because it's like, you do not speak for black people. First of all, you from crusty-ass Monk's Corner, South Carolina. There's only two good people in that area of South Carolina. There's some good people, because I know some people from Monk's Corner, because my mother's from Utahville. Okay? There's some good people there, and there's some trashy people. Okay? And my uncle dated a trashy woman before he got married from Monk's Corner, and she was trash. Hmm. It's two so, good people? I'm just saying it's two <laughs> sets of good people. Like I said, two sets of good people, okay? He was like, why are you dissing Monk's Corner? Because there's great people, and then there's trash people like Lenard. And Lenard is a sexual assaulter. Lenard's a liar. Lenard don't know nothing about politics. That man don't even know how our three branches of government work. So for <laughs> all the folks in the back, y'all need to watch some Schoolhouse of Rock to understand how the three branches of government work because obviously he's still mad talking about this administration gave us lip service. No, this administration is actually doing shit with a fucking divided government because he got Republicans not wanting to work with him. And it, and, it, and it constantly shows. Like, last year was the least productive year in the House of Representatives. Because all media said that. Because they ain't get shit done but averting a government shutdown with the help of fucking Democrats. With the help of Democrats. Because people in their own party voted to shut down the government. Yes, they did. That rusty-ass Marjorie Taylor Greene, that stinky-ass Lauren Boebert, even that motherfucker that's the... um. The House Speaker right now, James Michael Johnson. Okay, so I mean, Lenard is no one to listen to because if it wasn't for the president, you wouldn't have access and still free. The vaccine is still motherfucking free. It's in the motherfucking local CVS, local Dwayne Reed, the local Rite Aid. It's in the local areas. You wouldn't have all these infrastructure projects. Supplies are in the fucking store because of this administration. Can we can we keep going? Student loans, some are forgiven for folks. Some who gotta, you know, unfortunately gotta pay it back, but you pay it back not with a high ass um payment amount. If you sign up for the fucking save plan, like me. 
Because eventually your shit will get canceled. It's only a matter of time. That's why you got to fucking vote. So all these people talking about, oh, the president, you know, he's causing a genocide and calling him genocide, Joe. Stop fucking listening to them motherfucking people. He's not causing a genocide. If anything, it's Nimyatu. Who's the one that's not protecting his people and not protecting the Palestinians? Because his own people fucking hate him, okay? Mm-hmm. If you didn't listen to the here, vice here. president today on, on The View, you, you need to watch it because she's, she gave a clear answer. Oh, shit. Wait, that means she was somewhere? She's not invisible? She's not hiding? Fuck you, Charlemagne. Fuck you! Yeah, nice to call him that. His name is Lenard. <laughs> you know, and my thing is, people, like, do people have an aversion to Google now? Because they so. can they can set up alerts for Kamala Harris, for Vice President Kamala Motherfuckers Harris. Motherfuckers want checks. And Lenar wants to check mm. because Lenar's show is about to, is about to sink in the tank, okay? Mm. You, when you invite people like Rush Limbaugh on your show. He invited Rush Limbaugh on the show? Four years ago. Ooh. Listen, this is this is kind of along the same line as what the topic I brought up is that we really have to be very mindful of the people who purport to be part of the Democratic Party or who pretend to not be Republicans, but really they're doing the work to undermine Democrats and we got to keep calling them out. So good job, actually, Shante. Actually, I think it ties into all like all of our topics tie yeah. in together. Because with the misinformation in the media as well. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we have a theme tonight. Yeah, we, we we're fighting a war out Nim- here. And Nimrata, we could have went on Nimrata, but Nimrata's a whole fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on that. We'll go in on that bitch later. Um, but yeah, I, I think, as you can see, we're all very concerned at the fact that they're already just lining up all the misinformation and the disinformation. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from all angles. It's coming from the conservatives. It's coming from the quote unquote progressives. Um, so we have to be on guard. We have to yep. make sure we push back on all that crap, which I know this is just going to be so much of it in the coming months. So, yep. Yep. And it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. So I'm going to take it back to our first episode. If you need to take a step back for a day or two to take yeah. care of yourself, fucking do it. Yeah, because please do that. This is going to be a long fucking road this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oof. Well, thank you for shot and chaser our blind topics and on the spot reactions. So now, now we're going to go to, well, firstly, my favorite part of the show is where we get to nominate a bitch ass and badass of the week yeah and we we've got some decent nominees this week too mm-hmm. so um every week we all put our I, we all throw our nominees in who we think is the bitch ass of the week and then we put up our polls and we let you decide who the number one bitch ass and badass of the week are so this week's nominees uh, Shantae, who do you have for your nominee for bitch ass this week? Well, my nominee, because I am in my slack right now for bitch ass of the week. You see, you know, when a when a motherfucker gets tired, you know, they get tired because I work all week. But my nominee is Dean Phillips of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of looking at that motherfucker on my timeline. 
I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him trying to pander to black people. If anybody that's pandering, it's Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips probably never been around a whole bunch of black people before in a literally white area of Minnesota. And so right now he trying to challenge the president with no agenda on how he going to do shit. He got mad because Abby Phillips was like, nobody show up to your campaign because really nobody didn't fucking show up. Like, nobody motherfucking showed because even he, the reporters was like, saying that he, nobody he fucking show up. He couldn't get someone to show up for free coffee and donuts. Come on. Listen, Dean, nobody likes you. You're not getting picked for the team. Drop out, Dean. Drop out. about the president. The president wanna, the, the, the president's ignoring me. No, uh, he don't have to speak to you. You're a peasant. Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Hashtag, hashtag drop out, Dean. For real. <laughs> Shout out to Condi. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yes, yes. Oh. Elian, who do you have for your bitch ass nominee? So, so what's funny is that I'm looking at our results from last week, which will give you the winners of bitch ass and badass of the week at the end of the segment. But I'm I'm gonna break one of my cardinal show rules, and I'm going to nominate somebody that was already nominated last week because what they did this week was fucking appalling appalling okay so the quote unquote pro-palestine protesters specifically the ones from new york city i have a major fucking bone to pick with you today I just want to make sure <laughs> nobody thinks that I hate Palestinian people. I don't. I don't hate uh, Palestinians. I don't hate Israelis. I don't hate anybody. I mean, I kind of hate fucking Republicans, but whatever. Whatever. We'll leave that there. Do you know what this group of uncouth, vile motherfuckers did this week? They protested in front of Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital. So for those of you who are not from New York City and you do not know what that hospital is, it is a cancer treatment hospital. And it has a pediatric oncology wing there. They showed up in front of Sloan Kettering disturbing people getting cancer treatments some of them who are fucking literally dying okay little kids in that building getting treatment dying of cancer are going to be disturbed by you uncouth motherfuckers chanting about genocide as if you're not saying this shit to people who are fucking dying i am so disgusted by that whole scene you know talking about and genocide i agree sure we should end genocide guess what the cancer patients in that hospital have nothing to fucking do with any genocide that's happening they are going through a lot they are fighting for their lives i had a friend's a friend's father passed away just this morning from cancer and so to those God damn it. I'm going to call them what they are. They're not pro-Palestine protesters. Mm -mm. No, they're not. They're pro-Hamas protesters. Okay? You 
are honestly you're you're committing terroristic acts in large cities to disturb the peace of people getting cancer treatments i hope you step on a thousand legos with all your bare nasty dirty feet you motherfuckers man man angry colony man may a colony of angry wasps take up residence up their asses yeah like in their crotch area. And so fucking crazy because I saw, see, they, they do that shit in certain neighborhoods. They don't come uptown and do that shit. They don't come to the Bronx and do that shit. They don't go in other areas where there's black people in East New York to do that shit. They don't go in Jamaica, Queens, do that. They don't even go to St. George, Staten Island and do that shit. When they go to do that shit in white motherfucking areas. Y'all need to take it to the Republican doorstep because they literally say, wipe the motherfuckers off the mat. Even the the Palestinians that got nothing to do with Hamas and shit, they say, wipe them up, especially Nimrata. That's why I said we need a whole episode on Nimrata. We need to dig in to that fucking monster. That's what she, who she is. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, I, I knew they wasn't for the fucking cause in a minute. That's why I don't protest with those children of Bush Republicans because their parents went and vote, and parents are still fucking Republicans. Hot probably Trumpers. Low-key. Mm-hmm. For real. So, just a big fuck you to them this week. And speaking of Nimrata, that's my nominee this week. I nominate Nikki Haley for Bitch Ass of the Week for all the bullshit that she says about the Israel-Hamas war. And because that bitch had the nerve after she has posted on her own social media how she has experienced racism herself, had the audacity to fucking say that this country has never been a racist country. We were founded on slavery. We wiped out indigenous people from the time that we got here. We wiped them the fuck out. Slavery, the cause of the civil fucking war, which she can't answer. She can't say that slavery was the cause of the Civil War. Even though she was born in South Carolina. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and I'm just like, you... Even though she had to name, she had to change her name from Nimrata to Nikki so that she would be more palatable to the fucking racists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She forgot that. Yeah. But uh, race, we, we, this country has never been racist. Fuck you, Nikki Nimrata Haley. Okay? Fuck you. Oof. Well... Good nominees this week. Good nominees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll oh. put those out for a vote sometime this week <laughs> on the socials. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and to bring the show to a close on a higher note, we're going to nominate our badasses of the week. Elian, who you got for your badass? So for my nominee this week for badass of the week, I nominate actress Niecy Nash, who finally won an Emmy. She won the Emmy for supporting at best supporting actress in a limited series for the Dahmer, the, the Jeffrey Dahmer story oh. um, limited series. Um, her acceptance speech was the definition of what a badass bitch would say. You know, she said, she said, you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me for believing in me and doing what they said I could not do. And then she dedicated the award to all the black and brown women who have gone unheard yet over police. So to you, Miss Niecy Nash, you deserve Badass of the Week. 
I miss her show. She used to have like a like a like a little like a little talk show. Cause I know before that she was on. See, no one has been following her. All these white people now they following her. Like y'all didn't know who she was back in the day. Like I knew who she was back in the day before she met her wife. So, you know, shout out to Nisi. I'm I'm proud of her. Who do you have for your nominee? Ms. The legendary okay. Marla Gibbs. I remember her as a little girl. You know, despite the fact that she is 92 years old, still looking bad, still look like she's about 72, but she's 92 years old. I remember her just from the Jefferson, but also like other things that she has done. Like she's an actress that don't get noticed a lot. And I just feel like I grew up to like watching all because my house was very pro-black. So like watching all the black um actors and actresses such as James Earls Jones, Marla Gibbs, rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. Mary Alice, who was uh, in Sparkle, the original Sparkle, Irene Cara, all of those good, um, and Diane Cara, I love me, God, rest in peace, Diane Cara, rest in peace, Irene Cara, all of those good black actors and actresses, you know, like watching them and, and just like, I'm, I'm very proud that Marla Gibbs is one of the surviving um, people from the Jeffersons who can still stand up on that stage because y'all don't know that, y'all know about Lenny Kravitz's mother, which I didn't know about Marla. Here, here. And then my nominee for Badass of the Week is Ms. Doris Bowman. And if y'all don't, if the listeners don't recognize that name, that's Anthony Anderson's mama. <laughs> and she was in charge, basically. He, was, he brought her to the show and they put her, they decided to like have her help. And she was timing everyone behind the scenes. And the show actually ended one minute before schedule. So if you want an award show to not go over schedule, you hire a black woman. <laughs> that she tells people your time is up. And that's exactly what she did. She sat there with a sign with little red X's saying time's up. Letting people know she wasn't being disrespectful about it. And people she came after to. her on social media. But yeah. she was back there just letting them know. Time's she needs up. to do that because, like, honestly, some of these award shows are not worth watching. Let's, mm -hmm. just, let's just let's just be it's not worth my time because I don't want to say there's talent in this people, but it's not really no talent. Like, I realized this past summer, like, going to the concert, and I'm not even a big Beyonce fan, and I give her her props for performing because, like, all these other people, like, your songs are not timeless. So we do need um Anthony Innocent Mom to like time all these fucking shows. So it. You know, they could end early so I can watch something that's actually worth my time. <laughs> I, I think it was um, John Oliver that was up. I, he was up there accepting an award. And he kept going on just naming random names, just waiting for, just waiting for, they called her Mama Doris, just waiting for her to give him the cue and saying exactly what they, exactly what she told him to, or what Anthony Anderson had told them to say. Um, it was, um, if you see my mama, just think Jesus and your family and wrap it up. And that's exactly what John <laughs> he purposely got the warning that's so he hilarious. could just say that and leave. I love it. So hats off to her, man. She, <laughs> she kept it on schedule. <laughs> love it. Well, that was a very fun and informative episode. And I hope that the listeners enjoyed it and will join us again next week for another round of, you know, just current, uh, interesting, hot button topics 
that we'll discuss. And for our next nominees for Bitch Ass and Badass, so look for those polls on our socials. Also, please join us after the show for our unapologetically saucy extra content that is only for our Patreon um, subscribers. So if you have not already subscribed to our Patreon, please do so. Um, view the show notes, look at our link on, on all our socials, and make sure you catch us on the flip side. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shante. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at The Joyful She. We'll see you online.